Today, we are continuing our university series to highlight students and faculty creating in the voice tech space. You'll hear Rutgers student Reagan McFarland talk about how he got into technology, why he loves the creativity of voice, and what he's working on now. Welcome back to Inside Voice. This is your co-host, Carrie Roberts, and my guest today is Reagan McFarland, who is a student at Rutgers University. Welcome, Reagan. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's start with, when did you first have an interest in technology? I've always been kind of a techie guy. My family comes from a tech background. My grandpa worked at Texas Instruments. My dad's big into tech and whatnot. So I've always been around that with my family. And then I kind of took an approach to the programming side of things when I was around in middle school is when I was really interested in it. Um, and then kind of went online, did some self-taught stuff and um, just been learning anything about programming that I can ever since. Yeah. And what made you kind of focus on the programming and the development side? It's very interesting to me to be able to create anything with just a computer, I guess. To create other type of things you need, let's say to create some electronics, you need all, all the parts, you need like the board and everything. Um, and the resources where development is really just up to you. All the resources are out there and it's really, there's nothing really holding you back. So you can make whatever you're able to. There's nothing, no real barrier there, which is why I've always liked it. Cause it's always like, I can uh, let my creativity kind of flow um, and, and uh, apply it to whatever context I want. Yeah. I don't think people always think as developers, as creative people, but you're right. You are creating kind of something out of nothing with just the tools around you, which is fabulous. And as we talk about voice technology, do you remember the first time you learned about voice technology and what was your first experience with it? I remember when Siri came out, that was pretty big. And remember, I remember thinking this was really cool. I mean, it was always one of those things where it felt very like it was in a very uh, development stage almost. It never really worked how you thought it would. It wasn't very intuitive in the first parts. But I think nowadays, I think it's come a, very, uh, it's come a long distance from where it started. Um, I think Alexa and Siri and all that stuff and whatnot are much more intuitive and easy to use than where they started. But yeah, I would say Siri is the first time I, I remember voice technology. And I know that you did some Alexa developing for a company you worked for for a while. Can you talk about what that was like, what you created, what the process was? Oh, yeah. So I've been with Alexa skill development for since around the beginning, since you can do it. When it first came out, it was very, very hard to write Alexa skills. I come from mobile app development where there's a lot of development tools, there's a standard for about everything you can do. Whereas voice development was very, very different in the fact that it was, it was so new, so there really wasn't any standard practices, and it was kind of just figure it out on your own. I mainly wrote Alexa skills for some enterprise companies to kind of try out a different approach to reaching out with their customers. But that was back when it was very hard to write Alexa skills. Um, but recently, I'm kind of at a point now with Alexa skills where I'm trying to find the next big thing to kind of push voice into the next spot it needs to be. So for example, I think when um, mobile apps first came out, I think a lot of people viewed them as like, oh, it's a way to play games on your phone until apps like Instagram, Shazam, and Google Maps really opened up an entire new industry that real services and real money can be made from this. Like applying something, not just from an old context to this new context, but rather developing something that's native to this new context itself. So that's really what I'm working on recently is kind of researching what applications work well in a voice-based context rather than trying to port some app to a uh, voice context. So I'm curious, you know, in that 18 to 22-year-old age range, people in college, how are they using technology today? You know, even socially, are they using voice technology? What are they kind of using in that age range at this point? I think in terms of voice technology being used, 
I see very little use of it. And I think that's due to the fact that voice technology, I think, was pushed out earlier than when it needed to in certain applications. I think when Siri first came out, 90% of the time you'd ask a question, it would say, here's what I found on the web, which is slow. And it was slower than just searching on Google yourself. So I think there's kind of a negative connotation of voice being kind of slow and clunky. Whereas if you do give it another shot, it is much faster nowadays than where it was. So in terms of that being used, I think it isn't being used as much as I think it should be. But I think that will slowly, we will slowly be moving towards that accepting voice again as an acceptable interface. And in terms of just resource and how technology has affected just my university alone, and what I suspect to be everyone's university, is with all the resources online and kind of the information age, so to say, learning is easier than ever, I think. Anything you want to learn about is online. If you're having trouble in class, there's Khan Academy, there's online classes you can have, there's research papers you can look up, there's so much information. So even if you have a bad professor, right, you can go on these resources online and then learn that outside class to kind of complement where your professor might have missed out. So I think that's really different than where it was. It's much less professor dependent nowadays because you can learn anywhere. I mean, the professor, I think, now takes the role of kind of planting a seed and then having you kind of go on your own, learn on your own, look up the resources on your own and kind of understand it yourself. Yeah. So just a lot more access, just easier access, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. And so you also became a part of Voice Summit. Can you talk about how you found out about Voice Summit, first of all, and then how you started to work with them as well? So I've been a freelance software developer for a few years now. Pete actually posted on Upwork saying he was looking for a developer to write some Alexa articles, explaining some process to some other developers. The article he was asking about, I've written an article that was very, very similar to it before for Alexa developers. So I reached out to him saying, hey, you know, I've, I've written an article very close to this. I'd be more than happy to help you out with this. And so I wrote the article. We had a good experience with that. And he mentioned this voice summit that he was running. And he was saying, oh, it's in um, New Jersey. And I live in New Jersey. It was about an hour away from me. I totally wanted to be a part of it. It sounded great. It was a, definitely a, a great experience. I mean, going to it, it was a ton of fun. I basically did anything that was needed to be done because I hate just kind of sitting around not doing anything. So even if it was something tedious or it was something bigger, if it was a development issue, if it was a registration issue, I was totally down for helping with anything. So I was kind of a uh, all hands on deck type person. And I know you were helping a little bit with the hackathon. Can you talk about maybe what that was like or kind of what it was like to meet other developers within this voice tech space? Um, it was great. So me and uh, another one on the Motive team, Jake Kelly, him and I helped run this hackathon where um, it was around 100 registrants developed skills for using Twilio's VoiceBot AI or uh, their API for their VoiceBots, um, Samsung Bixby or Amazon Alexa skills. So we had the team, we had the Samsung team there, Alexa team there, Twilio team. So they would help the developers, help them with their issues that they're running into. And all the developers would work on some project that they felt solved a problem, a real world problem and competed for prizes. And what I loved about it though, is that since it would, we had kind of an, a more open-ended design requirement, it allowed them to really work on anything that they're passionate about. So even if it wasn't the like most usable application they made or something, um, it was something they were so, so passionate about and believed in um, and had such a great time writing it. So it was great to see people um, work on stuff they love. That's wonderful. Do you have any advice for students that are maybe studying computer science or software development or anything like that um, about getting into voice technology or a way to encourage them to think about getting into it? Nowadays, voice technology is much easier than where it was to get into. 
Um, there's plenty of resources. The tools nowadays for Alexa skill development especially are 10 times what they were when um, three years ago. If you run into a problem, excuse me, there's most likely an article written for Alexa skills to solve that. So my best advice I can give is just write an Alexa skill. Like go you do the tutorials, edit some lines of code, see how it's working, and just work through your own version. Like it's going to be hard. You're going to run into issues. It might not work for a little bit, but you definitely will get something up and running over time. Um, and being able to see something you've built work in the flesh is a great feeling. Honestly, anyone who's computer-oriented definitely has the ability to do it now. You can even write some Alexa skills without knowing how to program with their interface builder. My number one piece of advice is just go out and do it. And you're going to run into those walls, but you have to keep on pushing, get through those uh, barriers, those obstacles, and just work towards what you want to work towards. I like it. And if somebody wants to connect with you, if they have questions or they maybe want to work with you, where could they do that? What's the best place? Is there a website or on social media? Um, Social media is best for me. So my LinkedIn, just Reagan McFarland. And then my Twitter is at Reagan McF. Perfect. And the last question I want to ask you is, why does voice matter to you? I think voice matters because if you look at how we communicate with other people, there's always tens and thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars even dumped into how to make an interface intuitive, how to make an interface usable, how to have an interface make sense, right? And if you look at over the years, voice is a very, 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 it's probably the most intuitive interface there is. You don't have to teach someone how to speak, right? If they're old enough to use your Alexa skill, they're old enough to, they know the entire interface. And so I think we're in a transition where the conversational designers are going to be the new graphic designers in that I want to be able to build something for an interface I don't have to teach, right? I want to build something for the interface that everyone already understands and is easy to use. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Reagan, for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at M-O-D-E-V.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.